0: Hi, I'm Candace eve Freese. I'm a partner in the Child and Family Law Department at Shepson & Wiley and this is my colleague
1: Kate. Hi, I'm Kate Ostason. as Candace said I work with her as a partner in the Family Law Department at Shepson & Wiley. Last episode we were talking about children and making major decisions and this episode we're going to be talking about maintenance, specifically child maintenance. Kate can you tell us who is responsible for payment of child
0: maintenance is it both parents is there a particular formula that one has to look at when calculating child maintenance or is there
1: a sliding scale that we have to apply I think I could probably talk about this all day but let's start with the basics okay who has to maintain the children long answer short both parents have equal parental rights and responsibilities, and they both have the responsibility to maintain their child. Parents maintain their children pro rata to their respective means, which means that if you're a parent that earns twice as much as the other, then you will pay twice as much in maintenance. What happens
0: if one parent is unemployed?
1: Does the other parent then have to pay all of the children's expenses? In short, yes, but not in perpetuity. That parent who is unemployed has an obligation to maintain their child. So they have an obligation to obtain gainful employment and start contributing. So if somebody approaches
0: you and says, how do I get maintenance from my spouse? How do you advise them on that? Do they have to bring certain documentation to you? Do they need to prove different things? How does that
1: work? Well, maintenance can be much more complicated than it seems at face value. So if parents pay maintenance pro rata to their respective means, so in fair portions, how do you calculate what exactly they have to pay? Well, Kate, I think the first step is
0: always to determine what the children's expenses are. Okay, and when I say what they are, I mean what are the reasonable and necessary expenses?
1: Okay, but are the reasonable and necessary expenses the same for every child? No. Reasonable and necessary is specific to the
0: family. So you might have a family that has an exceptionally high standard of living where perhaps they're Rental or bond is 50,000 rand a month and then you could have another family whose rental is 5,000 rand a month So it is completely specific to the family in terms of what is reasonable and necessary and their standard of living ought to be maintained as far
1: as possible Perhaps a simple way to think about maintenance And what you need to show or demonstrate in order to get the right amount from the father or the mother as the case may be is one as you've said what is reasonably necessary and two what is affordable yes and that's often where
0: the drama comes in because so much drama so much (laughs) obviously when it comes to maintenance there are going to be issues as to what is, an, what is a reasonable expense and what is not a reasonable expense insofar as affordability is concerned. For instance, a father may be paying towards a Harley Davidson and he may pay a 5,000 Rand installment. He then produces a list of expenses where that Harley Davidson installment is included and at the end of it he has a deficit And he then alleges that he can't pay more maintenance for the mum because he doesn't have enough money. If he doesn't have enough money because he has certain luxury expenses in his list of expenses, then his affordability is questionable. And that's always where the difficulty comes in in determining what is reasonable and what is affordable.
1: What we spoke about in a previous episode Uh, is the best interest of the children and how in anything that involves that child, that child's best interests are of paramount importance. So if there is ever a choice between school and, say, the Harley Davidson, the child's education is always going to trump joyrides on the weekend.
0: Yes, what I always say to my clients when they come to me with their list of expenses is that the maintenance for the child must literally be at the top of their list. It must be the first item that they pay for and everything else is subsidiary to that. And that's how the courts will apply it. Yeah.
1: Well, let's take a moment and chat about the list of expenses, because I think that parents are often surprised at how much their children cost every month and as attorneys and uh, officers of the court we calculate that maintenance in terms of a very specific formula that you may not apply yourself at home.
0: Yes that's right and it's important
1: to understand that formula. Just to be clear we did not come up with this formula ourselves. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Generally The formula that most attorneys, magistrates, and courts apply in maintenance matters is that an adult share is double that of a child. So to give you an example, if a particular expense such as rental is 6,000 Rand, 2,000 Rand of that will be the child share and 4,000 Rand of that will be the adult share. The idea being that you can then divide each and every expense into a portion for the adult and a portion for the child. Once you've got the child's portion, it's then that you prorate how much each parent will pay towards the child's expenses.
1: Yeah. And I think parents will be surprised, too, that, you know, at the office, you and I have a pro forma list of monthly expenses that we've created over a period of time. And what's important is that a child shares in almost all of those expenses. So a child isn't just that child's nappies, for example, or that child's creche fees. That child shares in everything except something that is very particular to one parent, such as makeup. Your six-year-old isn't going to wear his mother's makeup, but everything else. So we're talking bond, Wi-Fi, Netflix, pool cleaning materials, uh, parking, groceries, electricity, water, lights. Your child shares in all those expenses, and it's for that reason that their portion or their monthly budget is much higher than you would think it would be. I mean, it even includes car installments, petrol. Yes, because you need to take the children in the car.
0: So that is part of their expenses. Yeah. And then in addition to that, you have usually separate the educational expenses for the children and the medical expenses for the children. So what often happens is that parties will agree on what we call a cash component towards the child's maintenance, and thereafter they'll agree on a division of the educational expenses or the medical expenses.